0: The most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina, too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. And welcome, welcome, everyone, the to the, the balance show, balance Extreme the Carolina. Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives, that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose here on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news that you can use. And today we have some amazing amazing news that will benefit tons and tons of people so pay attention here folks or go tell your friends and them and whatever hey extreme carolina is on let's go listen to them and uh because today we have don livingston with us or that is reverend don livingston the director of the program ministries over there at the hinton rural life center which is in Hayesville, North Carolina, an amazing jewel. If you hadn't checked it out, check it out. That is the Hinton Center. It is an awesome place, and she's the program director over there, and uh, and she's been there since. Uh, 2016 so we want to just welcome her in here and let her tell us instead of us telling what she does let us let her tell us about all the things that she has done and doing and so with that said let's just give her a warm warm extreme Carolina welcome to my friend Reverend Don Livingston hey hey Don
1: <laughs> Hi Michael, thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> hey, it is my pleasure. Awesome, awesome pleasure to have you. And let's just dive right, right, right into it. And I said you said your name, and then I said <laughs> Reverend. And so how did the Reverend part come about? We know how to done well, was that between your mom and your daddy. <laughs> but the Reverend part, <laughs> how did that come about?
1: Um, well, like many people in my shoes, I think that was a, a long journey. Um, but I really felt called into ministry when mm-hmm. I was about five years old. Actually, I started to wow. feel the call. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in a United Methodist church in mm-hmm. southeastern Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. a rural congregation, kind of like Hayesville here. We had rolling mountain or rolling hills, not mountains, but right. very mm-hmm. similar to, to Hayesville. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful people. But I thought being called into ministry meant being a pastor of a church. And I knew I wasn't called to necessarily pastor a church. So I kind of, um, went about my life and went to college and then I learned about this thing in the, the United Methodist Church called the mm-hmm. ministry of the deacon, mm-hmm. um, which is an ordination process, kind of like right. an elder who, who does um, the ministry in a church. Mm-hmm. And as a deacon, I'm ordained to word, service, justice and compassion. Right. And so people like me, we do different things in churches or um, in extension ministries, outreach ministries. So whatever way we can bridge the church to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm serving here at Hinton, um, having worked in a similar place that was actually modeled after Hinton Center in Ohio for for many years, um, bringing in mission teams and helping people in the community.
0: Awesome. That's how she got into me. Five years (laughs) old. Yes. (laughs) My yes. And <laughs> that was a long time ago, but yes it was. <laughs> uh,
1: that,
0: that was. Uh, but since then, or since here being here in uh, Hayesville, you've, been, you've gotten involved into a lot, a lot of different organizations. But sticking with your main job, your main mm-hmm. number one job, uh, that uh, that you you're the program manager, which is what you mentioned about uh, extending the ministries uh, mm-hmm. of the church out, and so. Pretty much that's what you do at Hinton Real Life Center is extend the ministries out to the community. Is that the same thing or a little yes. bit
1: different? Yeah, so I get to have lots of fun in my role. Um don't get me wrong, it's stressful at times and it's a lot to do. But um <laughs> okay. we we have our our mission groups that thankfully um after COVID year, um, we're, we're bringing more people back Mm
0: -hmm. safely
1: to do safe and healthy home repairs in the community. So we have a huge emphasis on education about poverty and really just gauging our perspective and how Mm -hmm. we look at people who may be different than us in whatever way that difference is. So it might be financial, it could be educational, living Mm -hmm. situation, um, Diversity in many okay. forms. So we talk a lot about that.
0: oh now for the people, because this is on the podcast show, Extreme Carolina, where you can get that on your podcast platform wherever you are. But some folks are wherever they are listening to this, and they, you and I are talking about Hinton, like everybody's listening, know about it. <laughs> but but uh, but now, what is it exactly that Hinton do? Because Hinton's not a church. But what is it that they do? What you know? What is the main function of Hinton Rural Life Center?
1: Well, this is actually our 60th anniversary, so it's kind of a cool, fun year for us. Um, mm-hmm. And Hinton were a conference and retreat center that also does mission opportunities. So we're rather unique because we're located on Lake Chateauk here in the, the beautiful mountains of yes, southwestern North Carolina. Um, we actually have a view of the lake and the mountains from our back porch of our lodge. Um, so we have groups that come for retreats or meetings or other events. Mm-hmm. We also have um, people that just come and stay for family reunions or some Ooh. renewal time. Um yeah. But we are affiliated with the United Methodist Church, although we don't expect people who come to be United Methodist or right, be yeah. based. It's, you know, that's just our connection. Right. Um, so our mission opportunities, that's where we serve this community in which we live. Um mm-hmm. Clay County, surrounding counties, beautiful area. Anybody who's been here knows that. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of beauty, but there's also a lot of poverty and a lot of um, mm-hmm. struggles. And so we're Absolutely. trying to help our neighbors.
0: Awesome. That is great. So with that said, since you're not actually affiliated, or in other words, not 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 an arm of any particular church, mm-hmm. but now if some folks and some folks are looking at this, if they wanted to Know how they could get involved. I mean, cause wow, Don seems so happy about working over there. It must <laughs> be pretty good. So if they wanted to, let's say one, maybe looking for a job or mm-hmm. two, they might want to uh, be a volunteer or mm-hmm. three, they might say, Hey, you know, we got a little extra money. We'd like to send them something to help them. So, uh, how would people do that? How'd they get in touch with you guys?
1: So um, our website has lots of information, and you can connect to us. It's just hintoncenter.org, and I'm sure yeah. Michael will share that. Um, yes, I will. In written form, <laughs> um, we're also on Facebook, so people can find us Hinton Rural Life Center on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the things you mentioned are things we need. So we are looking for some people to work for us. We always need volunteers, and of course, donations are always appreciated too.
0: Awesome, and you're right. Michael will make sure that the (laughs) website will be in the show notes. So please uh, go to the show notes, everybody, and we'll have how you can contact the Hinton Rural Life Center or even more specifically Reverend Don Livingston and Mm -hmm. how you can help in any way you can. So that's fantastic. So Mm -hmm. now that we we found out a little bit more about it, now see, here. here's the thing that we like to do at Extreme Carolina. We know that people – got jobs and they a lot of time people come on here they're leaders of whatever organization they're in well you just you're one you're one of those leaders and so mm-hmm. we like to ask them uh, a question you know we like to ask a little softball questions actually ahead of time so you already mm-hmm. know the answer no <laughs> so, but uh we like to ask people because leaders generally are readers and we mm-hmm. like to talk about reading because we love to read. I mean, not that I like to read or anything <laughs> like that, but <laughs> leaders are readers. And so with that said, we like to ask the question of what book have you done read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? Would you share that with our, our listeners?
1: Sure. So I go back to a book that I actually read for the first time many years ago, but I have since reread multiple times. Um, Mm. It's called Diamonds in the Dew, an Appalachian Experience. And it's by Nora Nora Stanger. I actually have it right here because I have a copy at work and at home because I love it so much. Um, (laughs) There you go. But It does cover a lot about Appalachia and it's her personal experience of growing up in poverty and Mm -hmm. coming out of that and going off to school and then how she's been able to shape her life and help other people. Um, But every time I read it, and I have read it many times, Mm -hmm. um, we use it with our summer staff every year as training material. So -hmm. we discuss it every year. Um, I always get something different out of it. There's something new that's I kind of pick up mm-hmm. and the whole purpose is about how um, everybody has value and everybody yeah. has something they can offer um, and how we need to approach people as if they are treasured and of worth and value um, regardless of the circumstances because everybody has a purpose.
0: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's a great read. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to make sure. Once again, that we have that in the show notes so Mm -hmm. people can look. Man, wow, that sounds like a good book, Diamonds Mm -hmm. in the Dew. And uh, it was a person, actually, that came out of the Appalachians, which we happen to live in, the Mm Appalachians. So Mm -hmm. you were called to the Appalachians. Uh, You were Mm -hmm. not born here. and uh, And I just Mm -hmm. want to clear up one of the things you said. She said, well, she lived in the rolling hills in ohio and this is kind of like that well no this ain't like that <laughs> these are some rolling mountains okay. it, it mm-hmm. is hot but i mean you know, I'm just teasing <laughs> but, but now but with that said you <laughs> were called here uh well mm-hmm. you you saw the open and when the open came up, you felt called to man. Let me put my app in there because I think mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, you had some leadership and some administrative skills mm-hmm. at the time. And so you felt that it would work, but there was a bud in there is mm-hmm. too. So can you share that with us? You know, like, so that, because this is goes to your leadership skills.
1: Right. So as I mentioned earlier, I was working for another ministry, um, very similar to Hinton Center and the the mission side of things. And I had kind of grown up in my ministry there. So I um, went to seminary while mm-hmm. I was there mm-hmm. and I worked my way up. I started as administrative assistant and then worked my way up to executive director. Okay. Um, and I loved the place. I love the people, but we were small and I was the only full-time employee. And so trying to do the ministry and all the admin and all the things was a bit much. So okay. when the job opened here at Hinton, it just seemed like a perfect fit. So mm. I came for my interview, fell in love with it immediately, very much felt at home here. Um, but of course, they wanted someone to take the job beginning of summer 2016. And I couldn't leave where I was because summer was our busiest time as well. Right. So prayed about it and responded that I would come if they could hold it for me for about two and a half months. And thankfully, uh, Jackie, our president and CEO, worked with me to get me here Mm -hmm. in August. So I was able to wrap up our summer ministry in Ohio before moving here to take on this job.
0: Now, you said that you had the entire leadership part back in Ohio Mm -hmm. on your shoulders. So the difference being, you don't have to have the entire show on your shoulders because you just mentioned your CEO mm-hmm. and leader Jackie Gottlieb. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew her, <laughs> and uh, so that that was a real draw for you that you can you know not do the whole show. Is that right? Or is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. Yeah. And so I found I was very torn. Um, I might be a little bit of a perfectionist at times. Like I just sure. expect a lot from myself, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, so to do everything and then do the ministry side of it and build the personal relationships was just, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. So thankfully okay. here, although I still do some administrative things and oversee summer staff and different programs, I'm not in charge of everything. And that uh-huh. is much better suited for my leadership style. I'm mm-hmm. very relational. Um, if anybody knows the Enneagram, I'm a two, I'm the helper. So I love to <laughs> be with people and help and do and step up. Yes, you um, <laughs> so I, I feel that this is so much a better fit for me as a leader. And I mm-hmm. have excelled in so many ways since I've been here by being able to do what I'm gifted to do.
0: Yes, you are. You just Mm -hmm. stole my line. I was just about to say (laughs) that's where all of us need to be. We need to be, for layman's term, in our lane. We need to be in Mm -hmm. our lane, the stuff that we are good at, the stuff that God put into us Mm -hmm. and and the stuff that we're passionate about and the stuff Mm -hmm. that we can do all day with no problem. But most of us, we don't have that job. We got another job like the job you had back in Ohio. Now, I mean, you kind of liked it. You enjoyed it, but there was some other stuff. Man, if I just get out of that, I man, I'd really like this, but you couldn't. And then that was the door that opened. So that folks is so, so important is to think about where you are and where you can be by using your gifted, your skill, your passion. If you can find a job where you're in your lane doing the stuff that you love. Oh man. It ain't even all a job anymore. It's something you like doing. So fantastic. Thanks for sharing that with us. We really appreciate it. But as we continue to move along this interview here, uh, mm-hmm. we with some other questions that we like to ask folks as well, and one of them is this. It's about advice. What's the mm-hmm. best advice you've ever received from a human? I mean, we know God gives you some. But other than that, <laughs> what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Honestly, I think it is the fact that it is okay to not be okay sometimes. Um, you know, I am a perfectionist and I grew up in the church, which was very good, but I grew up going into church leadership and always feeling like I had to put that face on, like Mm -hmm. everything was okay. Um, and everything's not always okay. So I've had to learn over the past few years, especially To admit sometimes, and I don't mean complain about it or just mope around, right? Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. for myself to know if I'm not okay and I need some self care or need to turn down an opportunity as good as it seems, but it's not the right fit for the time, Mm -hmm. that it's okay. And I really feel like sharing that with others has helped them in their own journey of self care and well being to understand that we don't have to always act like everything is fine. Is we're human, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. always fine. No,
0: it ain't. And I think we we when we act like that, mm-hmm. the ball begins to get dropped yep. because now we're not really doing the thing that we were gifted to do. Because now we got to put on this face and act like everything's okay. It ain't okay. And somebody say something you don't like it. I don't like it. All kind of stuff may happen. But anyway, we like that's some good advice that, uh, uh, that you have learned and you've learned mm-hmm. that over the years. So now speaking of it's okay, it's not okay, mm-hmm. which leads me to another question. And that is about, uh, being a leader and, and about mm-hmm. doing things that, that is really, really important, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not important. In other words, the question being valley moments, because you Mm -hmm. just alluded to it. We're not Mm -hmm. always okay. Every one of us folks Mm -hmm. go through a valley moment. And the question we like to ask our leaders, because you are a leader, and that Mm -hmm. is, that is what? Can you share with us a valley moment that you had that took you down, down, down
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you, and what did you learn from it and to raise up to where you are now?
1: Yeah. So it wasn't long after I moved here actually um, to take the position at Hinton center
0: mm-hmm.
1: about four and a half years ago that I went through probably the worst experience of my life Um but also in ways it's become the best experience. Mm-hmm. Um, After getting a new job, you just got a new job. I just got a new job, moved here, didn't really know anybody except through Hinton and church and right. had, you know, no connection to here prior to moving. So it was completely a new community. Okay. Um, and I was married at the time and we moved here and um, my husband attacked me physically Um, so I'm a survivor of domestic violence, which Mm. never were words I ever thought I would say, um, or be, to be able to talk about it. It's so difficult to talk about, Mm -hmm. um, because there are so many misconceptions and so much shame around that Mm -hmm. topic. Mm -hmm. Um, but through that experience, not only was it the worst time, but it was the best time because people that I barely even knew stepped up in ways that still to this day, just give me goosebumps. Um, Mm. People were so caring and compassionate and helped me a very, very low, low valley moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't something that, you know, just happened immediately. And it wasn't something that had been ongoing in some ways. So I think one of the things that I've been able to share with others and I know already I've been able to use my own experience to help others who have been going through similar things. Um, mm-hmm. Domestic violence happens to a lot of people and it's mm-hmm. not a certain group. Um, it doesn't matter your economic status or your education mm-hmm. um, that you have or even the role you have. I mean, I was in leadership in church and mm-hmm. right had the face and everything was OK um, until it wasn't. and. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the end of my story, thankfully. Um, but rather kind of like a semicolon because it from that point on, I had to relearn who I was and, um, <laughs> do a lot of hard, hard, hard work. True. Um, and I really do feel more beautiful for having that experience, for having been broken. And I know that the light and love of Jesus is able to shine better through me because of it. Mm-hmm. even though it's nothing anybody would ever choose right like nobody would choose mm-hmm. to go through something no. like that no, um, no but but it has it has opened my eyes and made me more empathetic in the work that I do to understand that we don't always know what somebody else is experiencing or has experienced um and that everybody has a story mm-hmm. and your story is worth sharing um mm-hmm. the good the positive but the valley moments right those mm-hmm. those ugly moments right. um can really help somebody else when, so, when
0: they need it. Well, that, that valley moment is what you said, and mm-hmm. what we asked about. And thank you for sharing, by the way, um, We appreciate that. But that is super ultra personal, you mm-hmm. know. And I think that's what puts a stigma on it mm-hmm. because it's ultra ultra personal, and it keeps people from hey help help you know mm-hmm. you know type of thing. And they just go within and just take it and go mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. so there had to be a, a, a bottom to that mm-hmm. valley moment to say, that's it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you did, can you share that, you know, what that mm-hmm. part was, right there. Yes. Okay.
1: No, sure. Um, so obviously <clears throat> things weren't always great in my marriage, but we had both come from somewhat rocky childhoods. So mm-hmm. my coping mechanism was it's not that bad. And keep moving on. Wow. Um, And it really wasn't because there wasn't physical violence for quite a while. It was more um, emotional and mental abuse. Um, And again, hide it and not talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But shame feeds that isolation, which then leads to more issues. Mm -hmm. Um, So after we moved here, it was just it was a snapping moment. And of course, uh, there was some substance use on his part. Um, Mm -hmm. and when he physically attacked me, um, I won't go into the details, but when that happened, that was my moment because I almost didn't make it out of my house alive. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not exaggerating or trying to make him sound bad. It's not Mm -hmm. about him. This is my story Mm -hmm. and how I've used that horrible thing to help other people. Um, Mm -hmm. and to bring awareness to a topic that we don't like to talk about because it's messy and it's hard um it's embarrassing to Mm -hmm. be a survivor of domestic violence it can feel that way um but my prayer had gotten to the point of please make it be so bad i know i need to leave
0: Mm.
1: and it Uh. it happened it happened and i was able to get out thankfully Mm -hmm. um and get help and thankfully there's organizations like reach and other um organizations in this area and around the country. Right. Um and they are fabulous. But there are a lot of barriers for people who go through this situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: there's a lot of re victimization and re-traumatizing moments just by the way the system is mm-hmm. set up. And so that is something else that I keep talking about with people of mm-hmm. it isn't black and white and it's not call for help and everything is fine. Like it's a process. It's right. a journey and it's not right.
0: an easy one. Yeah, because you were conditioned, as you yes. said, over mm-hmm. over years, over mm-hmm. time. It wasn't a one night thing. You know, all that was that was just a combination yes. of many, 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 many uh nights and days and years. And mm-hmm. so thank God and we, we're glad mm-hmm. that uh, you made it out. I mean, because there are some folks mm-hmm. and let's just be real, they don't they don't make it out. Even if they make it out, sometimes they don't. Um, they still haven't made it out. They made mm-hmm. it out, but they're not the same person, you know. Right. And that and that's mm-hmm. bad. But but I believe making it out means actually getting the help, not just mm-hmm. out. Shoot, I don't have to deal with that no more. You got something that you got to get some help for. Right. And uh, you just can't just say, "Well, I'm good to go now." You know, I mm-hmm. left that joker or I left that yeah. girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to get help. And you said the word the stigma mm-hmm. of it, you know, in in our society that we live in. It, it, I mean, you're the first one on this show to talk about that, mm-hmm. and I commend you number one for saying that. But there are some people listening, and yes. they are right now listening and saying, "Wow, mm-hmm. she's brave," you know, <laughs> and well, you know, she's a reverend, you know, she's got the the, the skills to do no. You don't have to be a reverend. You don't have to be the, it can happen to anybody. But what the key is, is to go and reach out for help. And which is what you did. You Mm -hmm. reached out for help. And that's something without that, you're probably never going to get out of it. It'll be a continuous cycle over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So, and so you named one place reach and, and there are many domestic violence. Uh, abuse places all around the country, and in mm-hmm. this part of the country, reaches one of them. There's probably another one somewhere around here, but uh, because some of the people that's in it, they feel embarrassed. Well, I know them. I see them at the store. I don't want them to know I'm going through this. I guess you felt some of that, you know, in the beginning, and uh, but it was so bad. I don't care. You can know it if you want to. I'm out of here, and mm-hmm. I'm getting some help, and that's how you felt. And thank God you did. And thank you for sharing it. That is so. whoa. I mean, it's life. I mean, it 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 knows no boundaries. It don't matter how much money you got. Don't matter how how poor you are, what color you are, or where you're from. It happens. And but the good news is, you could be like Reverend Don here. Take Reverend off. Just say Don. You can be like <laughs> <Yeah>. Don. <Dawn. laughs> and she mm-hmm. and Don, I know her personally. She's involved in some things. And uh we, you know, we know her. Uh and 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 thank God we do. Uh she is an amazing lady involved. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. you, you know, I can't even count the board you on. You know, <laughs> you're just so busy. I mean, you're doing so many we share a board, which is Jackie mm-hmm. Ward Foundation. But then there's another one that I recently found out about that's uh something in cares uh is that right cares act uh, the the
1: people of clay care
0: okay that's it I couldn't remember mm-hmm. what it was, but that's one, and you probably got another one that you're on but now, do you think you have went from the isolation to overdoing it or you think you're okay Because I read somewhere in your bio that there's a Beyonce or something or yes
1: yes so that's the other bright spot of I will never get married again and well here I am engaged um (laughs) a really really great guy um because I did the work right like I went to therapy and I've done the work on myself and I've set healthy boundaries which Mm -hmm. was something foreign to me um so although I'm on many boards and involved in many things I think it isn't too much because i've learned to say no to things like i don't think i can take it on i think Mm -hmm. about it and then i can say no i'm gonna have to pass Mm -hmm. um so i've learned that because before anything that looked good and i was like well i can do that Mm -hmm. i can do that um i don't do that anymore i have learned (laughs) i've learned (laughs) some boundaries (laughs)
0: yeah and no it's okay to say no Mm -hmm. It is okay, and Mm -hmm. it's not a bad thing. I mean, nobody shouldn't take it personally. It's just no for me. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that is so, so amazing, and the hard work, and I like that word. Mm -hmm. It wasn't easy because anything that is good in this life is a result of hard work. Mm -hmm. If you got it you didn't work hard for it, you don't appreciate it. I don't care what it is. (laughs) You got to work that Even though you're saying, well, I'll never get married again. Then look at you <laughs> yep. Eng- mm-hmm. engaged again. <laughs> but that didn't just happen. That was hard work because you mm-hmm. had issues. You had to get by and get over, you know, right. I wonder, mm-hmm. you know, he said something I remember. <laughs> so, and that sort of thing could happen, you know, yeah. but I'm, gl- I'm glad it didn't. Mm-hmm. So good for you. And that is so, so amazing that you've done that, Don. Now, we don't want to burn up all our time. because it's a short, short show, Mm -hmm. and uh, we want to make sure we cover all the things
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that uh, people would like to hear about. But now, before we get out of that, Mm -hmm. is there, let's just say, they don't want to walk into a place, uh, you know, like the one you named earlier, Mm -hmm. and they want to do it where no one can see them. Is Mm -hmm. there a number or something that they can call and... uh, and get a little help for it. Could, would you share that with us? Uh,
1: yes, definitely. So the National Domestic Violence Hotline, it's 1-800-799-SAFE, mm-hmm. S-A-F-E. Um, mm-hmm. They also, if you visit them on their Ooh. website, they have a chat and a text version, I mm-hmm. believe. So you can do it when when you are safe, because obviously this is something you can't maybe do from home, right? Like you right. have to. Mm -hmm. Um, be very careful. Um, so they, they help people in so many ways. And I would say another thing is, um, for folks to know that if you suspect that somebody's going through something, Mm
0: -hmm. don't be Mm -hmm.
1: afraid to ask them. They Mm -hmm. might deny it, Mm -hmm. but then they'll know that you might be a safe person for them to reach out to Mm -hmm. and you could literally save their life by being there. Um, Let's not ask questions of why don't you just leave or why are you staying? Let's set all that aside and just Mm -hmm. be present and be available Mm -hmm. to help somebody.
0: Because it Mm -hmm. affects all of us. It ain't just you and your partner. It affects those people around you. And like you said, Mm -hmm. you can not be in it and suspect. And it don't even have to be a black eye or something like that, a swollen Mm -hmm. lip, because Mm -hmm. emotional abuse you can't physically see. But right. you know you can see it. And so mm-hmm. you're saying we as being the people outside of that should step up and say, Hey Don, how's everything going? You know, check in with you. You're you're advising that we do that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: an important part to help the person that is being abused.
1: Yes. And just be there. It will probably be denied. I Denied it. I denied it to myself for a long time because I was trying to survive, right? Mm-hmm. I was in survival mode. Um, but there were people that I look back on that were there for me and that made all the difference because even though I was in a new area and mm-hmm. I felt isolated, I really wasn't like people mm. were here. Um, you feel very isolated and like it's all your fault. At least I did. Right. Um, but others helped me see that that wasn't the case and that I was worth saving and worth other people helping.
0: Mm, Wow. That is so powerful. I like that. That's so strong. That's so good. That Mm -hmm. is some great stuff right there you're and And the brave stuff. I mean, you know, there's some people you've helped so many people just right there because they can say, Mm
1: -hmm. hey,
0: if she did it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. and and not only that in, in the domestic uh, violence abuse part but the other part and that is about the job you know you mm-hmm. change you know jobs mm-hmm. I mean we do that a lot but mm-hmm. the key is using what you have naturally using mm-hmm. your passion what you are truly truly good at what mm-hmm. you were God given you know it's that inner every one of us got that present at mm-hmm. birth and some of us go our whole life, don't even open it, <laughs> you know, and we got it. So it's a good thing. And thanks for sharing that, that it's okay to get into that thing that we like, that we truly enjoy doing. Some of us, we go to work every day, work, 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 not some of us, about 75, 80% of us go to a job that we're really, really not internally happy about but we go Mm -hmm. make some good money you know Mm -hmm. living house you know doing real good but internally we ain't happy we ain't happy so Mm -hmm. in order to be able to be the best you that you can be you have to look at those things as Dawn here has done you know Mm -hmm. she's done it and still doing it and she's Mm -hmm. sharing her story I mean that is (laughs) that is so important I really like that but now Another question before we shut down, we got to get, get ready to get out of here. <laughs> the, uh, I'm serious. Um, here's a question.
1: What is it
0: that you believe that most folks do?
1: Hmm. I say it a lot. I'm like a broken record, but I believe that I am more beautiful for having been broken. Um which is so against everything I would have said before. Um mm. But I believe with every ounce of who I am, that the bad stuff that happened to me and that I went through has made me the best version of me that I've ever been. And I have been able to do so many more things because of it. So that brokenness, kind of like that, concept of the japanese kintsugi where they piece back together the pottery with the gold to highlight the broken pieces
0: right
1: i feel like that's me like that's what's happened to me
0: wow so you believe and that's what most folks don't believe that being broken will make them better and Mm -hmm. but you do so wow man i tell you what that is so awesome and so great you know what we have hit The wall. We have got to get out of here because I don't want the sign to come up to recording. Times over. You got to (laughs) go. I know it's about to happen. So, but Mm -hmm. you know, you you shared some great stuff, and I had about four or five other questions. But Mm -hmm. what I'll do is ask you this: Would you grace us by saying yes to coming back sometime later down the road? Would you do that for us, please?
1: Most certainly.
0: yeah we like it we like it when people say okay we'll come back so thank you so very much we appreciate that but we got to get ready to get out of here i mean you know we i mean it's only so much good news folks can handle at one time so (laughs) (laughs) so we got to give them a break (laughs) so they can come back but now we definitely, definitely want, want to thank you for being here today. We really appreciate you taking time, Don. Thank you so much for doing it. We really appreciate you. And uh, ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers uh, like Don here that is passionate and purpose-driven and making a difference by listening to their stories. Extreme Carolina. Uh, we'll have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Quote of the week before we get out of here. We got a quote of the week, positive quote, drum roll. That was a drum, everybody. Okay, so <laughs> what we will do with that is say our quote. Here it is, folks. You cannot live a perfect day until you have done something for someone mm. who cannot repay you what that's mm. the perfect day <laughs> i love it thanks everybody we appreciate it thanks don we appreciate her and we appreciate everybody for listening in thank you so so much we'll see y'all next time but god bless everybody we'll see you we out peace